0: Hello and welcome once again to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and as always, I am pleased and I'm honored to be your host and your commentator for another of our commentary shows. One of the shows that we have up on air, online, 24-7, that's a fair way of depicting it. Here at one word centerlefttalkradio.com, we've um, we've switched over to new uh, broadcast software. Uh, I, I guess it's it's sort of an esoteric point, but it is the stuff, the software on which this show is sitting as it plays in a loop and then in turn links to the our local modem, which in turn links to the servers, which in turn finds its way across the planet and to you. Um, I don't think, at least I haven't heard any comments, no one that's listened to this in sort of a, a test phase has has detected any significant differences in sound. If, if you do, if you're listening to this, um, I guess if you're listening to this uh, as a radio loop, you know that second link on the homepage, and it in any way sounds different to you, well, let me know. Let me know. I'll be glad to uh, take it into take it into account and maybe uh, do some discussions on this. I have to, I have to listen to it a few times myself just to make sure. In any event. Uh, it is going to be a, a relatively short show this morning. It's the 23rd of December. It's Christmas Eve, Eve, and all sorts of things are perking and humming around here in the lower Hudson Valley. And there's any number of things that uh, I'm preparing for. We have my my son and uh, his uh His girlfriend coming down to spend the holiday with us, and uh, there's some more preparations involved with that, and last second this and that. So we're going to be relatively compact on today's show, but we are going to have David. David Bach will be with us in our second half of the show. I really only have one major thought that I want to put out this morning, and it's one that I... Could not have imagined, uh, even with the standard way in which uh, we have had to deal with Donald and all things Donald, uh, uh, very much as uh, as the show has has rolled itself out over the last um, oh six months, a year, more, five years, <laughs> six years almost, I guess. This has to do with the vis- with the visit uh, to the uh, joint. Uh, House and Senate, the speech given on—I uh, guess if this is if this is Friday, this was on Wednesday evening, Eastern Time, at about 7:30 in the evening. Volodymyr Zelensky, the president of Ukraine. Uh, after finding his way out of Ukraine and I guess this had to be done rather secretly obviously the Russians and and their allies would be looking for any way possible to uh, to get to this guy uh, knowing what an incredibly uh, unifying force he is for Ukraine this this former uh, comedian former performer comedian, Uh, who basically has risen to the occasion in almost Churchillian fashion, some would say very much in Churchillian fashion, uh, to lead his nation while it is being unjustifiably attacked and defiled by Russia, simply because uh, Vladimir Putin decides that he needs to have an empire in his legacy or needs to be able to somehow reconstitute the former Soviet uh, Union. Or I, I, who, who knows uh, what is, is actually working in this man's mind, but in any event, it's justified in his mind the killing largely of civilians. I mean, there's been plenty of military death, but civilians have been dying in droves, and a good substantial part of the Ukraine currently uh, without heat, water, or electricity right now as we go into the holidays and into the depths of winter. But Zelensky showed up on Tuesday evening at the U.S. Congress and addressed a joint session and remarkably he did some and you you have to remember i mean just to give it some context this is the same vladimir zelensky who basically was atten- who uh, who was um, who donald trump attempted to uh, co-opt uh, and to uh, pressure into lying and to essentially aiding him in an illegal attempt to nail his then uh, his then opponent uh, in the uh, presidential race for 2020, he was looking for stuff on Hunter Biden and/or uh, Joe Biden, and said this directly in a phone call, in a carefully transcribed, one of the rarely uh, well-transcribed phone calls, readout of a of a conversation. And got, his, and got his ass <coughs> appropriately impeached for doing the same. Uh, it, it was it, the, one of the most blatant misuses of presidential authority, one of the most blatant attempts to override the will of Congress. That uh, There was already uh, uh, the, uh, the, the authorization for the money for the weapons that, that were required by Ukraine in the buildup to the Russian invasion, uh, was, was uh, Trump said, I'm holding this up. I want to hold this up until you do what I need. I want you to find something that will help me politically. Then I'll do the will of the American people. Everything is about me, and nothing is about America. And it, that was an impeachment. That same Vladimir Zelensky stood before the American people, before the American Congress. And something amazing happened that hadn't happened since 2018. I I, I think there may have been joint sessions of Congress. Uh, Certainly there would have been for the uh, State of the Union address. But this was the first time since 2018 that every, I watched this on TV, that every member of the House and Senate stood and applauded and granted standing ovations and reacted to the same information and the same input and had the same the same depth of feeling to a guy who was talking about what we share with them with, we share with the Ukrainians the world that we're seeking to preserve, the peace and the structure of Western civilization that is as much in our hands as in his. And by the way, we're not going to lose, said Vladimir. But we're, we're hoping our friends stick with us. We want to give you good reason for that because this is your fight, even if there is an ocean separating you from the heart of or the worst of what's happening on a physical level. You have know this story. You've been there before. He reminded us of the Nazis. He reminded us of Dunkirk. He reminded us of the Battle of Saratoga when no one thought anyone would be able to to basically deal with this situation with the British coming down and it was the first major defeat suffered by the British in the Revolutionary War. He reminded us of all this and there was standing ovation on top of standing ovation. Do you know the last time there were standing ovations from a joint session of the House and the Senate that brought people together, that brought their emotions into common focus. Do you know when that happened last? That happened in 2018. That happened more than four years ago when another foreign leader of a foreign, of a European nation addressed a joint session. That was, (laughs) it it, it seems, when Macron, when President Macron of France, Addressed the joint session of Congress, we thought I thought we all thought at the time it was we were in the depths of the worst horror show with Trump and how horribly he was turning everybody on everything and and, and basically just making a mockery of the system and and just how f- ugly everything had become and suddenly. The people who everybody say, well, we could never, we'll never be able to govern again as a group. There's nothing in common. Everybody is at everybody's throats. Trump has turned this place into a zoo. When given information that was so fundamental to the, the, to the nature of being an American and hearing it from someone looking in from the outside at us, it appeared to wake something up. Something apparently dormant, but certainly that had been overwhelmed by political considerations and political necessity, certainly on the part of Republicans. And as Emmanuel Macron spoke about the history of French and American uh, association, and especially about what had happened during the Revolutionary War, and who we were and who we were as a western civilization we stood up and we we our representatives and our senators stood up and applauded again and again and again and this was the first time since that time that the same exact thing happened and it struck me it struck me that there's still something that binds us all. We were reminded that there is a point of unification potentially for us, something that can go beyond the daily crapola politics that have so overwhelmed largely, largely, not uniquely, but largely the Republican Party that there is a place where we can come and be just Americans, but it takes someone from the outside looking in to remind us. And, and Zelensky, like Macron, I think he must have been reviewing the Macron speech, No one brought this up. No one said a word about Macron. No one reminded anyone that we'd been through something like this before, that it happened when we didn't think there could possibly be any basis for reunification or reunification of any kind. And suddenly we're out there applauding and doing standing ovations when someone else explains to us the true nature of what it means to be an American. And Vladimir Zelensky did it brilliantly. I, I, I say this to you, and it's all I wanted to say to you this morning. If there were ever a message of hope to be delivered on the eve of the eve of Christmas, that reaction within the large chamber of both the House and the Senate to another foreign leader's Manifestation, indications, story of what makes us Americans and part of Western civilization. That reaction should give all of us some hope. Granted, it's it's forgotten, you know. We we, we brush it aside as though we didn't want to notice that it happened, but it did. And the reaction was a sincere and a profound one on all sides. We are still all Americans. And as Joe Biden seems to be able to remind us more than anyone else, bipartisan greatness is possible. That as Americans, anything is possible. It was, it was a moment of hope. Once again, if it had only happened once, and if it never happened again after after Emmanuel Macron in 2018, I think it was in April of 2018, uh, gave his speech, I, I, I would have I, I'd cast it aside. It was they, both speeches were under a half an hour. If if, if that was it, but it happened again. And it happened with the same type of story, the same type of information that really helped to once again bring us together, or at least for the moment remind us that we could transcend our political crap. And just as an afterthought to all that, it would scare the hell, it should scare the the living daylights out of Donald Trump in light of his current legal situation and all else that is happening right now. There is a need to remain American. There is no need to continue Trumpism and being Trumpian certainly not among our leaders, and that will be reflected into their attitudes and activities in the time ahead. We need to be reminded of this. We'll, we'll, bring, up this, we'll bring up the Zelensky event from time to time as things get uglier in the new year and the new Congress comes, and that's going to happen, and all the other things that are going to be happening. But there was that splendid moment. Once again, a camelotish moment, if you will, when we realize that there is something that we have in common that makes us all tick as Americans. Before David comes on, a little jazz. You come to Center Left Radio for non-commercial, thoughtful commentary. You're looking for an honest, progressive approach to solving America's problems, not exacerbating them. And we're committed to providing all of that. We're one of the few stations offering full-time, non-commercial, progressive programming, and we're the only station, the only one, doing it with a combination of hope politics, and that most eloquent of all original American art forms, jazz. Think of it this way. We support your needs. Now, we're asking you to support ours. Take a moment and go to our website, www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com, and go to the donate page. And when you get there, give whatever you can on a one-time or maybe a recurring basis, $5, $10, $1,000, whatever you can contribute to make center-left radio's unique progressive voice stronger and even more significant, as the full extent of the wrongdoing of Donald Trump and his associates becomes all the more evident, and as we seek to hold the House Democrats accountable, for the promises they made to the American people during the last election. Yeah, you know what's at stake. And I know, we all know, we can count on you. On behalf of all of us at Central F Radio, thank you. You're listening to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz, and you're listening to us on the web at one word centerlefttalkradio.com. I promised you, uh, in the middle of Hanukkah, on Christmas Eve, heave. Um, David, what's on your mind?
1: Uh, there's a lot. You can just find me normally on uh, Twitter at Faces Ideas, and you can find me sometimes on Twitch at twitch.tv uh, Fresh uh, Faces No Ideas. All right, let's go through some of the things very quickly. Yep. One, I want to talk about this thing that is incredibly frustrating because the ET vaccines are incredibly stupid. Um, there is this there was this article by the Washington Post that came out that said, Oh yeah, if you have if your exercise in good shape, you're less likely to die from COVID. And all the right wingers are going, Oh yeah, no shit, we knew this. They're like, Yeah, how dare they hide this from us? We've been saying this you didn't need the vaccine. It's not what the article says. That's not what it's claimed. But of course, the, but
0: the, they know no one's going to read the damn thing, so obviously they're going to use it as a basis to start bludgeoning. And, and I'm sure that uh, what's his name down in Florida, the the wannabe, will be the first bludgeoner, and it'll be meaningless and oh, stupid. First yeah
1: off, Yeah. But this, the, let me just wrap this up. Very quickly. So, Ben Spear tweeted out something from Joe Rogan saying, "Hey, if you if you exercise, you don't have to take the vaccine." That's not what it's saying. Yeah. It, it just that wasn't true two years ago. It's not true now. And it's stupid. It's a stupid statement, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. So let's go to some of the, uh, the, the Donald Trump stuff, and then we'll get to the the bill and the Zelensky meeting. Yeah. So yeah. the Donald Trump stuff, they got his taxes. Apparently he hasn't been audited. I, I don't know. They're going to audit him or something. It doesn't, it, it's irrelevant. They're not going to do anything. It doesn't change anything. Yeah. Um, everyone knew he was crook. Everyone knew he wasn't paying his taxes. He bragged about it. It didn't make any difference. It doesn't make any difference now. Yeah. Um, Should they pass a law that the IRS has to to audit the president? Yeah, that'd be nice, but who cares? Um, It'd be nice if they did, yeah. Yeah. The January 6th stuff um, just dropped like last night. I haven't had time to read it. Um, It'll be interesting to see what other uh, chuckleheads get pulled into this. I wish they had actually pushed for more um, uh, charges on some of the other members, like, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene. And speaking of Republicans, very quickly, holy crap is uh, what is his name uh, George Stanton yeah is he the Republican in New York like
0: the one who took is, over here it took over here in the Hudson Valley is that the guy yeah yeah I, I the one who lied about
1: everything yeah yeah this guy everybody literally about everything it is if there is any reason to argue that Sean Patrick Maloney should use his job it's the fact that this guy um, huh. uh and then on top of that it it's really nice of Kathy Hochul to produce to nominate another—to nominate a uh, anti-choice person for the Supreme Court. Um, I hope that they, they vote that down and don't let him get confirmed. Yeah, um, yeah. So, and look, the January 6th stuff, it'll take a couple of days for it to leak out. The Republicans put out their own one, and it's based basically on, like, a single email and about a lot of, like, faulty— a- and, it's a fun, and it's a fundraiser, I'm sure, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, that's their goal. Their goal is down to support the January 6th uh, insurrection. Um, yeah. But it is worth mentioning that, like, it's wild how how much this guy lied and they're not going to do anything about it because they have, like, a two-seat majority. Um, I want to talk about Zelensky very quickly. So he came in and he spoke, which, like, let's think about that for a second. The man was on the front lines of Ukraine, like, three days ago. Yeah, yeah. They couldn't get him then. He came out of the country. They couldn't get a then, and he's going to go back in. Like, that's incredible in itself. The second thing is all the people who lost their minds because, oh, he's wearing a tracksuit or whatever. It's like he's been wearing that since the war started. It's a symbol. Yep. It's not like a thing of disgrace. Or the idea that, like, oh, we're spending too much money in Ukraine. We've spent, like, nothing. Like, the amount of money that we've spent that just got allocated is, like, the amount of money that they, they got over for the military budget
0: it's a rounding error, as they say. It's a rounding error. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. It's and, and then here's here's the other thing to that. What are you gonna do with that money? Like like let's let's go through this very quick because I had an argument with somebody about this. Uh, I think it's about forty five billion dollars.
0: Yeah, that was the latest um, one. well the newer one. The newer one is forty five billion, yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, Nineteen billion dollars would have uh continued the child tax credit which raised 12 million children out of poverty can't have that because every single republican and joe manchin killed it Yep. um they're not going to use it to expand uh medicare they're nope. not going to use it to lower drug prices they're not going to use it uh because you can't do that because that's communism um you can't you can't uh raise the minimum wage because that'll lead to automation which uh somebody in texas was arguing about even though texas um their argument was, "Oh, you want a twenty-five dollar minimum wage? Now you have automation? Okay. The minimum wage in Texas is seven twenty-five. Um, we <laughs> we're not going to get uh, a um, we're not going to get more stimulus money. Can't have that. That's also communism. We're not going to have more money for infrastructure, which we still need. That's also communism. We're not going to uh, give everybody free lunches because that's I don't even know what the argument for that is. It's just you can't help the poor." Um, they're not going to use it to, uh, expand amnesty or to increase the amount of judges so that we can actually deal with the influx of people coming in. That's, um, that's replacement theory. Yeah, uh, that's
0: right. That's right. That's replacement, yeah. So, hold on,
1: I'm trying to so, re- so, so I I
0: I think I think what you're what you're getting at is they they just might have an extra 45 billion uh, sitting around somewhere in some pocket that really hasn't been used for anything constructive that could otherwise help the American people. Hey, maybe we could use that unused money that we refuse to use on ourselves for something at least
1: as important. Right. It's it's like to be clear, would I like this money to go to stopping homelessness or literally any of the things that I mentioned? Sure, yeah. sure. Is the party bitching about it the most going to be the ones who do it? Absolutely not, in in zero way, shape, or fashion. They – they um part of this omnibus bill, which we're still kind of learning about all the details, Um, and also doesn't permanently raise the debt ceiling. So I'm going to be looking forward to the Republicans crashing the economy I think at the end of 23. Yeah, yeah. Um, is – there was stuff like to uh, help give and discrimination against uh, pregnant women to give them uh, legally to give them time off to pump if they have children. Yeah, and the first one had twenty-four Republicans vote against it. The second one had five Republicans vote against it. Like they—they're they, not on your team. They're not coming to help you. No, no, no. Uh, they just—they no. just, they just aren't. And then uh, what is the other thing? Though? No, might have just been that bill. Yeah. The other thing with like the Zelensky stuff is like it is incredible how against him they are. It's not even because like they they they're really just doing the same talking points that that, that Putin is always some type of Nazi or it's a money laundering operation, or you know, he he wants to do oh, this is my new favorite. Um like they're very upset with how our, our military uh we're not hitting our quotas for recruitment yeah. partly because it's you know people are joining because they're forced to in order to pay for college yeah, um, yeah their yeah. new yeah. argument is now that because uh drill sergeants are no going to be a uh, yes sir it yes drill sergeant or yes whatever your rank is that's uh that's that's the reason why people aren't going to leave and anyone who stays and this is a real quote from a real lunatic um mike cernovich is uh anyone who stays is going to be willing and able to turn their guns on American citizens. Because uh-huh. that's how you end up with, with anarchy, is by exist the, the existence of trans people.
0: Uh-huh, of course, naturally. Uh, I mean, stupidity. Uh, I, I just want, I want to linger for a second about your comments about the Republicans and knocking Zelensky. In the first section of this show, I, I, I drew an analogy that I haven't heard anyone else come up with but it was an analogy to the last time that members of the House and Senate meeting in joint session were able to actually rise in a common standing ovation again and again, and it was the time that Emmanuel Macron, this was back in April of 2018, he too addressed a joint session of the Congress and the Senate, and he too told us stories about the American Revolution and, and what it meant to be part of Western civilization and the importance of what America was. And of course, he linked it to France. And Zelensky did a common and, and a skillful job of doing it uh, to linking America to Ukraine and what is happening in Ukraine and, and it being attacked by the Russians right now. I, I realize that with all the politics built into everything, You can't, you know, suddenly say, well, because they all reacted in a standing ovation, somehow that erases the stupidity that preceded it and will follow after it. But just like with the Macron speech, I would suggest that getting a group of otherwise totally at each other's throats people to rise and to respond to a foreign leader's call to arms, as it were, to a call to unity, suggests, just, just suggests, as we are in the holiday season here, the possibility that there still may be something common and strong within all of us that is capable of responding beyond pure political reflexes. That, that, that's as far as I went in talking about it before, and as far as I want to go right now. If anything, I'd like to suggest that something like that is, reminds me why we call this show Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, hope, politics and jazz. It didn't just throw that word out there. It, it means that, and with hope, you have to search for it and you have to attempt to bring it into your life. It doesn't get plopped in your lap. Hope is a, is a reaction and a, and a recognition. It's pulling away from hopelessness. That's how you get there. And it may not have been a, a perfect moment, but, but it was an indication that it's possible that maybe, just maybe, we might be able to pull away from the stupidity that otherwise divides us and recognize the stuff that keeps us together. David, that's a, that was a long interjection into what you were saying, but I think it also, I hopefully think it supports uh, the, the ideas that Mr. Zelensky, that President Zelensky was presenting. Uh, I wanna wish you a very happy holiday season uh, to you and yours and uh, to all of our listeners, a very happy holiday season. Uh, we'll be continuing the show during the week uh, and uh, we'll, we'll see where we wind up next, next Friday as well, but we'll, we'll play that one by ear. And uh, meanwhile, um, thank you for joining us, thank you for being with us throughout the year, and of course, uh, in, in the interest of continuity and consistency, uh, enjoy a little jazz. Thank you. listening to Central F Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and thank you once again for being part of today's show. Yes, Trumpian stupidity reigns. The supreme Republicans have a reason to do silly, foolish things, to be against everything the Democrats are against, just because. But there was a speech by Vladimir Zelensky that mirrored the one given by Emmanuel Macron back in 2018, and it got standing ovations from the entire House and Senate because it spoke about what we share in common.